Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So today is March 30th, 2020, and I really need a brand new computer for sure. Uh, it's been a challenge this morning to try to get um, uh, everything uh, together. It, uh, I was not very successful, so we won't be having any jingles or any audio. Um, I'm just... I'm tired of all these little attacks on my computer. It's almost as if they're targeted um, so that there's no actual discussions. I mean, finally, the rest of the world is on the Tory page (laughs) and where we've all been, which is that this um, pandemic is more like an infodemic. And this has been a war against the people that has been simmering for over 100 years uh, to have us pretty much believe that terror is afoot, that everything, uh, you know, has just coincidentally happened all in this succession. And we see that their plans for their mass uh, surveillance uh, among citizens across the globe, almost as if they're jealous of social credit scores that seem to be the norm in China are their goal. And we see this. And so their bluff has been called and we have done everything they believe we should be doing. And I believe most more so on the guise of the threat against the people. And I say this in the nicest and easiest way, the tornado that just happened. Think if people weren't at home how many casualties might have occurred because it's a shopping, um, you know, it's a high peak for shopping, you know, and all these things. I'm, I'm just pointing out a few things. So we have to just understand that certain things happen for a reason. The whole world right now is watching us. The whole world is looking to the United States of America for some hope. And we have seen that come forward from other nations that are trying to follow suit, trying to demand answers to the questions that they have. All of us have to understand that the mainstream media seems to have a narrative that sounds off one in the same. You know, salmon is a really tasty fish, right? Why is salmon a tasty fish? Because it goes against the stream, right? Right. <laughs> Right. So I'm going to say, well, sorry, you know, there's other, no, that one, that one literally goes uh, contrary to the stream, a battle for its life to go to continue the cycle, the life cycle of their species. It is always that that goes against the grain that focuses on the prize, which is success and liberty, right? Because these fish are going for liberty. They're not going to allow, you know, the current to push them back. They're just going to push against the current in order to maintain their species. I want you guys to understand where we're at right now as a civilization on this whole planet, not just the United States. For far too long, many people have been very quiet, and I'm one of them. 
And this is probably why I'm constantly being, you know, getting emails. Hey, was your password reset? You know, and it wasn't. Uh, here's how you can change your password. It was tried to log on from here. I am having so many problems that, uh, this weekend, I just gave up at some point. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hit the algebra books with my daughter since we're homeschooling and we're going to run through things. So the only thing, um, you know, we can do is push forward, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to get that done because April fools is coming, right? April fools. We need to have candid conversations under the guise of April fools. Uh, <laughs> that's probably the best. We have to remember just how incredible this war is. This is a world war. This is a war against humanity. They have divided us in order to weaken us. We ourselves, well, we think some of us are that dumb that we actually believe that these clowns that we've elected are supposed to be fulfilling promises they made to us and they have not. They are supposed to be representing us and they're not. I feel like I'm a broken record, you guys. And maybe it's because I have no guidance in regards to timing for the show today. I'm literally just a microphone and you connected to the internet. I have nothing else to go by. My computer is not working at all right now. So I patched it up just so that I'm live on air. Um, because these are things that I have been talking about. I mean, there's people that come at you when you make statements they don't like. They'll mock you. They'll, you know, troll you. They'll attack you. I mean, you know, I was actually, you know, off Twitter. My last tweets were, this is a pandemic for impeachment. I said this. It's an infodemic, not a, not a pandemic. And I said it. And Twitter knocked me right off. You know, the same reason that Trish Reagan got fired, I was booted off of Twitter. All it took was an article to say, funny how your company now is being investigated for child pornography because of my reports and then my write-up. Because... I post articles that have been sitting in my, you know, draft box for weeks. I've got like seven of them sitting because sometimes I think when I put news out too early, it just gets lost in the shuffle, right? And, you know, sometimes I have to bring it a little bit closer. Kind of like today, there's this guy, you know, purporting that this video from England showing, you know, all this stuff was sent to them secretly. How is it sent secretly, you guys, when it was in my article, Plandemic or Infodemic? I'm, I have hard roots in the United Kingdom, and I know exactly what is going on in every single nation, what's going on in Germany, what's going on in Belgium, what's going on in France, in Italy, in Greece. It's incredible. And the thing is, the mainstream media won't tell you anything. They'll just tell you to panic. Because they have enslaved your brains, not you that are listening to me, because obviously um, the real woke people, the people that are awakened, that have that freedom of thought, I don't say, listen to me, I know best. I've never said that. I've told you, you don't even have to listen to me. Pay attention to what the president is telling you. That's all you have to do. And you know exactly where you stand, where you'll go, and what's to come. For me, I give you a little bit of crystal ball insight. Like I've said, I think I'm the original time traveler here on, on Twitter. 
Okay. Just on Twitter. It's so incredible how they have successfully enslaved people. And I am seeing people wake up, finally waking up. I have been talking about this for three weeks. The numbers aren't adding up. The science isn't adding up. We already have the medicine. We already have this. Why the panic? The hospitals are empty. They're talking smack. I'm speaking from a scientific perspective, from from a scientist perspective. It's ridiculous. And don't get me wrong. I don't think that COVID-19 doesn't exist. SARS has been around for a very long time. And every single time it comes back, it's with a vengeance. But I also told you that the the, um, incredible beauty that is so scary of a coronavirus is just how easy it is to design to have high specificity which we're seeing and even though people are like oh it's mutated and we have like five different there's right now i'm telling you from the genetic codes i've seen all weekend through my phone because my computer's really not trying it's not being my friend at all um not my computer that I use for like other stuff. I would never use it for front facing. I'd never log on to Twitter for my other, you know, computer. I would never, ever, ever. That's used for other stuff, right? Like tour stuff. So my computer wasn't working. So, hey, there I am looking, looking, looking. Guys, there are 21 different strains deployed in different regions. The East Coast has its own. The West Coast has its two of its own. South America has two and they were all expanding. And like I said, first China, two different ones in Belgium, one in LA, one in Seattle, one in New York. They're all separate. They're all different. Look, let's be honest. All of us, Every single one of us is responsible for the condition that are now in place in regards to our ability to be informed. We let them govern us. We let them. And they're so evil that they prey on your fears. I mean, remember two years ago, I was like the only thing that would let them have some control over us is if green men came from space and they're not green and landed and said, we've come to take you over. Suddenly there's no borders, no nothing. And we're all in. And that could just be an elaborate blue beam. But (laughs) I'm glad that other people are seeing that too. They give people false hope, false promises They are so corrupt. And guess what? They hate you so much. They will do anything to maintain power. Anything. This isn't about party politics, you guys. It's not. This is about crimes against humanity. And for the Americans listening, because I have listeners all over the world, It is about maintaining our flag, maintaining this republic that was a vision, you know, so many years ago when it was created. It is about making sure that we're safe. It is about, remember, what was I, what what did I tell you uh, a while back? Give me liberty or, or give me death. That's exactly it. And that applies everywhere. I remember when I was approached by someone that I, that I, put out a lot of stuff to the Department of Justice and the FBI, who's an elected official, came up to me and said, well, just pay a $500 fine and I'll make this all go away. I was like, dude, I'd rather burn alive 
than sign anything because I'm a free person and I would never allow an attorney general, mind you, right, of a state to bully me into signing anything just to make it go away. No, man, that's not how you win a war. That's not how you stand up for what's right. When we say liberty or death, man, that's, that's how you apply it. Oh, do this. Keep your head down. You, no, man. I'd rather go down in flames than give an inch. Because you know what? For the majority of my career, I sat there and watched. For the majority of my career, I propelled ahead. For the majority of my career, I saw every single database we had be migrated over to the European Union. And I saw it with my own eyes. That is a crime against the people of the United States that is betraying our trust in a private company. You know, it's funny how a young man under the age of 25 had the ability to entrap Corsi and Stone and put them against each other with this whole WikiLeaks thing. See, Mueller knew, he definitely knew, that other people had the DNC server. None of these guys had it. I could tell you that for a fact. None of them had it. So why didn't they call me in there? Why wasn't, you know, I was waiting for it. If it was a legit investigation, I would have had Mueller subpoena me. Actually, he would have escorted me down there and put me in a hot box, (laughs) which I've been trained for. And he'd sit there and ask and ask and ask and, and go through everything. But, you know, smart people get rid of everything before they send it off. So I got nothing. Kind of like I told you know, that phony, phony case, which is drawing from civil suits, you know, on reporters about Seth Rich, right? Because that's not the way it happened. But why didn't they call me? Oh, because I know the dirty laundry. That's where I can point out protocols and show the world what they did because I'd rather go down in flames, you know. And obviously, since I'm talking about it on air, this makes it even more difficult for them to eradicate their issue because they already know that I'm not that dumb and there's backups everywhere already published. It's a matter of time when someone finds it on DocuCloud, Scribs, and whatever. They know how I work. And the thing is, good reporters work like that. See, every single reporter out there Every single lefty media outlet out there has sat in the seventh floor. They have seen things you can't even imagine and they keep their mouth shut because they're not allowed to talk about it. They get marching orders and they go. Mental enslavement. That is exactly what they have been doing. We have to remember at the end of the day, all of us are American citizens. All of us... (sighs) Our husbands or wives, moms, right? We're, we're neighbors. We fought together. No American, you know, every single time I hear someone tell my daughter, and she gets this a lot. Hey, white girl, you don't know. It's like, man, it's 2020. Who's looking at color now? Nobody cares what color your skin is. I don't care. I really don't care. This is the United States of America because nobody cares about superficial things. We look at what you do as a person and your mistakes don't define you. Those are your trials to get to something better. And together we unite and we get over those hurdles. This is one of the biggest hurdles that we're jumping over right now. And that man, 
sitting in the White House right now needs every single person's support. We need all these people going out to hospitals. I saw, uh, who was it? Bill Mitchell? Oh, I've seen a lot of videos about empty hospitals. I don't retweet them because I don't know if they're real. Why would people walk around in a hospital, timestamp, live streaming, and not be real? Average people are now taking the streets. Well, hold on a second. This kind of smells. Let me go take a look. Average people. Average. Oh, the idea of freedom, you guys, is not just about being able to color your hair whatever color you want and, you know, change your face into a lizard, tattoo your face, put piercings, decide if you want to be a piece of furniture, a male, a female, a baby, a dog or a cat. That's not freedom. Freedom is the ability to think without being forced to think a certain way. That is what freedom is. Thought. Being able to think. That's pure freedom. And the thing is, for some reason, the majority of us have been convinced that we are the minority. The minority is the one that believes in freedom. The minority is the one that believes that they have a choice. No, no, no. We are the majority. They are not. And that is the thing. We are getting transparency Every single day. And I was so glad to see people over the weekend finally catch up and say, this smells. They're laundering deaths, you guys. I had someone say, oh, maybe John Hopkins made a mistake and said it was 212 deaths when it was only 14. No, they didn't. They knew it was 212 infected. 14 were dead. Nowhere was the number 14. They're falsifying the numbers. And again, when you're giving monetary incentive to states and cities and hospitals for their victims of coronavirus, how can you know that those victims had coronavirus? If you've had SARS, H1N1, influenza A or B, you will have remnants of COVID-19. The only way that they can determine if it's the specific strain they're looking for, and by the way, you don't even know what they're looking for. They have to do a complete genetic assay. It means they put you on a genetic database. This is what they want. Because you can burn your fingerprints off. You can manipulate your fingerprint. You can fake somebody's fingerprint, but you can't fake their DNA. Huh. Oh, we want to check it with a drop and see. Huh. And all these sheep just going along in a line, heading for the slaughter, right? of giving their information to anybody and anyone to be on a global database. The same global database that was created back in the early 2000s that I have seen myself in Luxembourg, that I have seen where the CIA, GCHQ, all of the intelligence agencies are of nine eyes feed into, and the other eyes... (laughs) Well, the other allies, let's air quote allies, we steal it and feed it in. So this is how, you know, things are progressing. I'm very happy that people are realizing this is an infodemic. But the thing that we have to remember is that they are willing to kill people to maintain power. This is how sick and demented these people are. Think about it. They're faking deaths. 
They're giving you fake panic. (laughs) Do you put it past them? They will do anything to maintain control and they don't care who they take down with them. That's the problem. That's the biggest problem right now that we don't know who to trust. We don't know where to get information from. We don't know anything really. I mean, what do we know? Uh, What we do know is that we know nothing. That's what we do know. What we do know is, is that we know nothing. I'm going to try to do this in a nice way where I'm going to play a clip for you from my, um, from my phone because, you know, no computer. I'm like literally hardwiring here. Guys, you have to listen to this um, video, how panicked this woman sounds, how distraught she sounds, having seen to what lengths they will go to in order to lie to the people. This is in England. I posted it on the Tory Says page. I'll tell you when. I posted it on March 27th. People are claiming that it's new. And I want you to listen to it. So I'm going to try to connect this. So bear with me just a moment. Until you find out, until you find out if this man's really dead and prove that, then you need to stop the putting these letters on there. Can I can I just can, can I ask you to stop Can I ask your name? I'm from one housing. You're from one housing. Can I ask your name? When they put a letter under your door saying the man's dead, he's not dead, he's fine. The man is absolutely fine. The man's fine. He's putting letters under our door saying the man's dead. The man's not dead. He just saw him five minutes ago being taken by the police. Now, these are coming here in their little suits telling us this man's dead, and this man is not dead. We have just seen the police. We have just seen the police take him to the hospital five minutes ago. You are liars. You are spreading fear for no reason. No one died in this building today. Nobody died. Can you let us yeah, I have let you respond, no, and you stood there and lied. You have. Okay, no, no, you're in my building outside my door, causing fear amongst my community. Okay, go on. So show me who died. Okay. Okay, guys. So I just wanted to tell you what is going on, and I'm sorry for the long pause. It was a little bit difficult for me to actually um, get this going easy. Um, What was happening here was that, um, you know, some council flat called One Council um, in England had started putting papers on people's doors saying that this guy that was, you know, homeless, that was on your doorstep, he was sick with coronavirus and he died. These are the rules. This is what you need to do. And the woman just so happened to see them putting this on the doors. And she's like, well, hold on a second. That guy you're referring to, I just saw. I just saw the police go to him, ask him if he's okay, and the police took him away to go to the hospital five minutes ago. How within five minutes is he dead? You printed up all these papers and you're in your getup. Now, if you go to my article that I published on Tory Says, uh, it'll be mirrored on Kennington Press 2. You'll see the video and you'll see that these people were in like Halloween costume. I talked about it on Friday too, right? Uh, Halloween outfits, and the guy was taking his mask off. He was taking his mask off. He knew it wasn't even real. This is where we're at. They know it's not real. They know it's all fake news, and they just don't care. 
All they want to do is promote fear. All they want to do is promote anguish. They are not giving the truth. They are not telling the people. I've said this over 7,500 or 652 people is the average. 7,652 people is the average deaths that we see in the U.S. a day. A day, right? So here we have that many deaths, right? A day. And we have what, I don't even know how many, I I can't even say the number because we don't know. We don't know if some guy died from having COPD, emphysema, cancer, heart attack, stroke, all these complicated, uh, you know, hospital uh, caught, you know, pneumonias, whatever. We don't know. They could, they could have gotten the COVID-19 but not died from it. They're just labeling everyone as, yep, yep, coronavirus, coronavirus. We're going nuts on coronavirus. And the thing is, hold on. How do we know? We don't. And they're showing you dead bodies. Oh my gosh, this. They're expecting it to peak this week, right? They're expecting it this week at some point to peak. Come on, man. It's been peaking for what? Three months. You're going to tell me that this version of the flu, because that's what a coronavirus is, a flu, just so you know, it's just a more designer version, right? With the number 19. And I've said this before, 19. Very specific. So we have a cold, a flu that normally happens. Cycles. January increases throughout February. Peaks at the end of February and then drops dead in March and phases off in April. This is why President Trump said, well, in April it should be going away. Which then, it'll come back with a vengeance in October, of course. Because that's also flu season. See, we have two flu seasons. The season that they tell you vaccinate before it peaks, right? Because when everybody stays indoors, you're wearing warm clothes, you know, and stuff like that. People tend to congregate more because it's cold. That's why it peaks in January, just so you know. So this is exactly what they're telling you, that it's going to peak when it's normally almost gone. It tapers off by the end of March. Now, for those of you that are health compromised like myself, for me, if I was to get what COVID-19 should be, I will be dead because of the health conditions that I have. So where is it? How contagious is it? Is it really contagious? Where are we at? It's, it's March. We're heading into April. Easter. See ya. Anybody feel Easter today? I mean, I'm pretty sure Hallmark and all the Easter egg baskets and the candy industry are really PO'd right now because they're not making any money. You know, they've killed the economy completely, uh, you know, pushing this and pushing this as if we're all going to die tomorrow. And you have to wonder, how is this panning out? How are we how are we supposed to discern what is really going on in our nation? How do we see what's going on in our nation? Can we see what's going on in our nation? That's the question. Can we see any of it? Can we understand any of it? No, we can't because no one is giving you any information. And here we are where we can't work. We can't leave our home. We can't travel. And yet your credit's going to be ruined. Your credit card bills are due. What are we doing about that? Is there a COVID-19 card we could play with the credit industry? Because I don't see it coming. Yeah. Okay. We're going to get our Trump bucks. What at the end of April? Who cares? By then, your credit is ruined unless, you know, 
They do something to fix that. By then, your loans are all overdue. You haven't paid your car insurance. These are concerns that I'm getting from people that listen to me. And I'm like, dude, you're preaching to the choir. I'm in the same boat with you. Yes, I work remotely the majority of the time. But if there's no business on those agencies that I work for, I get no business. So, you know, if people aren't moving around, then I get no work. So I'm in the same boat with everyone else. I don't want someone thinking that I'm like Taddy, who's sitting there saying, look, my fresh market is fully stocked and the prices are soared. And so, you know, everything looks beautiful. And it's like, girl, why did you tweet that? How out of touch is that with the rest of America? How many Americans get to go somewhere where they sell a ribeye for $25 a pound? Because I don't. And I like the finer things in life. You will not catch me without branded clothing because you know they do last forever. But I like, you know, my fancy schmancy stuff. I'm, I'm pretty much a pampered little person. But <laughs> all of America does not shop there, girl. You shouldn't be tweeting stuff like that out. We can't even find toilet paper at Walmart. You know, uh, <laughs> actually, we had gotten some toilet paper that we found. I'm dead serious on this one. And um, my daughter, she has a, a bit of allergy. So maybe she's just allergic to the algebra homework we were doing over the weekend, though, because <laughs> we were really deep into parabolas and functions. And she wanted to blow her nose and she grabs her. She's like, what did you do? Did you get like school toilet paper? Because it was like really not good toilet paper. <laughs> she was so devastated. But anyway, how out of touch are all these reporters? Seriously, how out of touch are they? That's the thing. How out of touch? <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Oh, and here's another thing. Where are all your reporters? Did you guys notice that Jake Tapper's like remotely calling in and doing his little shows remotely? Probably not wearing pants from the waist down. Did you guys notice that? Did you notice Pelosi talking and talking smack about the fiddle? Girl, you have no idea. You have no idea. This is it. No idea. The fiddle, <laughs> you cannot stop what's coming, you know, at all. Because the, 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 <laughs> the whole point of us riding this wave is to allow, to allow, right, us to operate and function on the other matters that we're dealing with. You know, because you don't deploy the military to specific places for nothing, That's the thing. You don't. Today is National Doctors Day. Does it count if I don't practice? And I, and I haven't, you know, matched. <laughs> I didn't match, even though I took my step. Does it count? So it's um, National Doctor Day today, guys. So all these doctors that are usually over 55 when they know what they're doing are working really hard, hanging around, waiting for something to happen. And exposing themselves to an actual threat that we don't know. Because this is a world war. If you're not seeing it from the, from the lens of this being a world war of information against the people, you haven't understood exactly what's going on. They've infiltrated our nation with corrupt clowns in all facets of the media, the right to... I mean, remember how awesome InfoWars used to be? And then in 2009, it kind of went pear-shaped. But, you know, we already know who the pear-shaped, you know, uh, little slaughters are. We already know this. 
We already know. We already know when Fox went wrong. We already know the point that, you know, OAN went wrong. We already know because we can see the same steps. We can see how things go. Now, you know, when you're a free thinker, right, you're considered a conspiracy theorist, right? You're made fun of. They challenge you. They don't listen to you. And they even threaten you. When you go against the mainstream media, you will be smacked down. How dare you say this? Three weeks ago, I kid you not. Well, it was four now, right? It was the beginning of March. It was um, right before my birthday. And I was like, yo, I was talking to two reporters, blue check marks, the whole nine yards. They were like, what do you got for us? I was like, dude, this is, this is an infodemic. It's not that bad. I mean, influenza B is worse than this. Uh, so there's got to be something else going on. This is an infodemic. You can't pump it up. Guess what they said? Oh, man, this is stupid. What are you, some conspiracy theorists now? For so many years, you've given us stories. What is this now? And I'm like, dude, uh, okay. So based on the fact for the past seven years, I've been giving you good guidance on how to write articles. Why are you coming at me with a, with a tinfoil hat now? And oh, this weekend, how I see them tweeting out things I told them four weeks ago. And I was like, it's important to let the people know that, you know, we're not going to get safe results. We got to talk about Fauci's history. We got to talk about remedies for coronaviruses, which are these, 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 these. We got to talk about, you know, PEPFAR. We've got to talk about the links of John Hopkins with all of these big companies like Gates, like the Rockefellers. We need to give people some context so they don't panic. But everyone's dying. I was like, stop. No one's going to tell you the truth. I could sit here and tell you that in my building, a hundred people died. I could send out mass emails, you know, and just take my word where the bodies go. They took them away. I don't know where they are. Where's their crying families? Nowhere. That's the thing. That's why this weekend I was posting how the, this one same guy, same guy died and he did die, but not from coronavirus. Uh, he was a police officer and a professor, but they wrote two different articles beefing up the numbers to scare people saying, you know, like how many times is this guy going to die from coronavirus and in how many careers? This is evident sham, an evident sham. They're not even embarrassed about doing it. You guys, they don't really care. You know, this is the problem. Anybody speaking against the grain will be smacked down. Poor Trish Reagan. I hope she gets invited to the White House. I know they're looking. So, you know, uh, what you, we need to look at is why is it that the majority of the media is controlled by specific corporations? Why is it that our healthcare organizations are also invested by those that invest in these six corporations, right? What happens when all the corporations sit down and they have dinner around, you know, a table with the Pope's head in the middle and they sit there and they talk because that's where the clowns convene, right? They bring their victims to that table. And they sit down and they convene and they sit down and they're like, this is the ideology we all want. Are we all on the same page? All right, we're going to compete. You take this chunk. I take that chunk. Let's do this. And they convene. And how do you know what's true and what's not? Are you there? Did you walk into the hospital? Did you see that there's nothing going on? Is your nurse or doctor friend allowed to tell you? Because there's something called a non-disclosure agreement. If you speak or anybody gets you on the record saying anything contrary to what the news are saying, you're cut. Your job is over. You're blacklisted. You will never work again. Guaranteed 100 million percent. 
So what happens now that the news is not reliable, right? What happens now that you realize that they're no longer independent? What do you do? When they're laundering deaths, you guys, they're laundering, they're fixing numbers. Fact has become fiction. Fiction has become fact. How many times have we said that? I mean, and I've also said this, that the truth is way stranger than fiction. So how do you do this? How do you fix this? How do, how do you, average Joe, average Jane, who's constantly paying debts and bills. We've said this how many times when you're always focused on how to make, get up there and breathe, your nose is barely above the surface. You've got this. How are you going to take time to be able to discern what's real and what's not? I mean, most people are just going to sit there and say, well, this person's like totally reliable. So I'm going to listen to them. I had an argument on Facebook with some dude on some state senator's page who was like, showing a snapshot of a fridge truck with some bodies. And I'm like, dude, that's how they load them up when they take them out to like the, uh, the mortuaries, you know, out there to get them all prettied up for burial. How do you know they're coronavirus victims? You don't. They just took the picture and put it there. Kind of like the picture that I tweeted about. And thank God someone took it out where someone had put it there where CBS used pictures from Italy pretending they were from New York. Like, how do you, the average Joe, what are you going to do? Invest 100% of your time like independent journalists do to go there and do this? Like, let me be honest with you. I get paid by the minute. So every single time I'm on the phone, every single time I'm researching, every single time I'm putting information together or putting it out, I lose money. So time to research thing takes money. So what is all America going to go broke so they can stay on point and understand what's going on? I mean, that's the problem that for some reason we have been born and bred to think that we're supposed to follow the person, you know, like Billy Long in Missouri, that you know, round clown that was talking over Laura Loomer. Oh, he's like so successful, has an auctioneer thing. And dude, the, the guy looks like he, he eats you for breakfast and he's ready to bust out of the seams. He doesn't care about you. What he cares about is pretty gold coins. You know, oh my precious. He doesn't care about you because if he cared about you, he wouldn't be talking over you right? Same thing with Pelosi. If she cared about you, she wouldn't sit there and try to slide in things for her bill, but she got caught. We got one bill in. in. So everything was all for effects, all smoke and mirrors. This is how you know who cares. What about these media companies? How, are, how do they care about you? They just want you in full panic mode to look at them. Look at us. Oh, Trump's bad. Oh my gosh, he's so unprepared. Oh my gosh, this is a pandemic. And now that it's a super pandemic and, and President Trump's like, well, you know what? Governor Cuomo, you try to pull a Puerto Rico on me and uh, you didn't have ventilators, but they were sitting in a warehouse. My attorney general had to spend taxpayer dollars and manpower to find them there. So since you tried to pull a Puerto Rico and you failed, you know, and you really need all this help and all this money, right? Because Mayor de Blasio is going to feel this now, all the money. Let me send you some troops. I got a troop ready in between New Jersey and New York hanging out there on auxiliary. I got the comfort. I got all these things that are just coming to you ready to help. Oh, no, no, no. We don't need like the lockdown. Maybe we can. Oh, no, no. You said you're in a lot of you said you have all these deaths. Wait till we audit the deaths. I want to see an audit of debts. Ah, I want to see it. Audit all the deaths. Audit them. 
How many really died from coronavirus? Who was responsible for changing it? How do we know it's coronavirus? I mean, you can't get everybody corrupt. I mean, I volunteer for free. I, I know how to work from basic gel electrophoresis <laughs> to the Helios machine at TGen. You know, mass genetic assays at once. I know how to strip genes. I know how to clue them in. I know how to patch them in. I know how to use nano. I volunteer for free. I will do it. You give me the dead body. I pull the sample from the dead body and you give me your sample for the report. Let me compare. That's how we pull their pants down by letting them lie, lie and lie and not letting them get away this time because this is holding the people hostage. You have to think. All these people that are part of the mainstream media, even your lovely ones that you love on the right and you retweet and you, you know, so show much. Well, you know, they were so good. They're social media stars. And now they're, you know, media stars. Think, think about it. How are they all in the same organizations? They're using the same keywords and catchphrases. Like I said, did you hear how President Trump said flatten the curve? I said, President Trump, whoever told you that word, fire them. Fire them because you know who started saying those words? Tom Hanks, who was, by the way, escorted back to the United States, escorted back to the United States. Uh, who else said it? Madonna, Ellen DeGeneres, Hillary Clinton, Obama. They were all saying flatten the curve two weeks before the president blew it out. So whoever wrote that and put the word flatten the curve, Fire them because when you're using their keywords and their catchphrases, you're validating what they're saying. And so whoever slipped that into his speech needs to be fired immediately. Because one thing about humans is that a full human being has a soul, what we call in Greek, a psyche, a psyche, right? And the thing is, is that we're conditioned to follow those that look like they're in power. And that's an innate trait we have. Uh, you know, obviously in the caveman times per se, right? You'd always hang out with the guy with the big muscles because he's the one that's going to get the food, right? You're not going to go for the soy boy because when it's time to eat, soy boy is going to get you berries. Guy with the big muscles is going to catch you that deer, right? Or catch you that fish. So you want to be friends with the meathead, right? Rather than the other. So the bigger the person looks, we are more prone to follow. The other thing is, is that what we do is we consistently follow people who repeat the same thing over and over again. If I, for 10 years, have you next to me and I call you a loser, guess what you're going to be? a loser because I'll just keep saying it and saying it and saying it. It And and if you have 20 people saying it once, that validates it and gives it credibility. What? Why is it that we're not giving credit to all these people that are doing some amazing research? I retweeted um, someone who did some insane research this weekend. And after the break, I'll take a look at it because right now, as I said, it's a microphone connected to my internet, basically, to be speaking to you. I will find it amazing research on nobody, right? According to, you know, who are they? Oh, who are you with? Uh huh. You know, pinky up, you know, they did amazing research because there are people over there. Yeah. You may not like the messenger. The messenger may be just some guy sitting on his lawn chair out, you know, in Louisiana on his porch, you know, <laughs> you know, doing some chew. <laughs> I'm just saying, but he's 
he's giving you the facts because he's been doing it. How do you find trusted sources? You find people that are consistent. You find people that tell you, Hey, look what the president just said. I mean, you know, what, what is the, the, what are alternative, you know, methods do we have? We have radio, we have YouTube and YouTube, we have Chan boards, right? We've got the Kun board now. We've got so many things that you can go and look for. And it's always about being consistent and proving that they know what they're talking about. I mean, my listeners know that almost everything except for RGB, which I'm RBG, I keep saying RGB. <laughs> Red, green, and blue. Um, you know, I've been consistent 100%. But, you know, I'm not considered new. I know all the news agents, right? All the idiot clowns on the right, you know, will sit there and listen to my show and take it. And I really wish they would report it. I would love for them to report it because they have a bigger platform. They may, I want them to because the, the reason people put information out is to inform people. And um, uh, that's the basic you know, premise of wanting to write articles, wanting to do radio, wanting to do TV is to tell people, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you're doing that. You're sequestering that information to give it to them because everyone's too busy doing other things. <laughs> you're going to be like, Dory, you're busy too. I know, but how do you know I'm not, you know, a bot like Twitter said I was? Or how do you know I don't have clones? No, I don't have clones. I tell you that. But, you know, I tell you, I'm a time traveler. I mean, you could take it as you want on that. But think, you just have to be logical. How do we know that after. 2016, we're getting any news. We see this insane twist where it's like Mockingbird Media, right? And they go through a, a list of items from Russia to, to rape, to sexism, to Russia, to Russia, to, to uh, obstruction of justice, all of this. And what did we see? A rise in people that were praised by American citizens saying it's okay to go beat people up because they don't agree with you that we're all funded with guess what union dollars so every union workers money that drops into amalgamated bank funds things like Antifa protests marches you know the pink hats somebody paid for them and I'm going to tell you what union worker you did so this is how it goes so this virus has been perfect for them absolutely perfect because guess what oh now there's no rallies nobody likes trump yet his approval rating is through the roof nobody's talking nobody's we killed his economy haha ha. we killed the global economy haha ha. well joke is on you because we've seen this movie before and i've told you that the past always proves the future because without the past you don't have the future your future is not written yes there's something called fate yes there is the majority road and that's what fate is is that all you know all the people on this planet right all of us have one future collectively collectively and so the majority always wins on that on how we veer that reality so that's what one would consider fate that it's written somewhere so hard that it trans you know it goes across all, re all the majority of the realities that can come out now think the only time that your reality can be hacked by reality hackers is when you're resonating on a low frequency, when you're scared, when you're fearful, right? This is what they try to do. This is why they control the news, the dissemination of news, the narrative, because as long as they control the megaphone, they have power. And, you know, I feel like I'm in the 60s sitting in Woodstock talking about power to the people and smoking weed right now. I, you know, 
This is the truth, though. They want you divided by anything, by your political affiliation, by your bank balance, by your sex, by your religion. Have you ever, ever, honestly, honestly, spoken to any of these talking heads ever and not made felt belittled? Where they treat you like you're lesser than them. Ah, yes, they do. Because let me tell you something. The more divided, the more divided you are, the more pissed off you are, and the more angry you are, the easier it is someone to control you, right? That is how they control you. These are how reality hackers get in and sway your opinion. And from what we have to do is we need information that is completely transparent. Nobody cares where, you know what? If there was a talking goat that was giving valid information, I'd be dropping dollars into PayPal for that goat because I want that goat to speak. I want it to, I don't care who says the message as long as it's a hundred percent true. Now, um, I know that I'm up for a break soon at some point, uh, where it goes to the top of the hour and that gets controlled by red state. But when we come back, what I want to talk about is this sheepish narrative. I want us to talk about, um, what is to come this week, because this week is going to be a pretty insane week. A week like no other, actually. Um, you know, the more we are outside of the group thinking box, and that goes for everyone, and no control. You know, but you know what I hate is when people with a lot of followers say, well, who's that? I don't know who that is. Um, I'll come back and read you that amazing thread uh, this person put out on Twitter that was perfect. It was perfect. And how we will be moving forward, what the president is going to be doing coming, uh, coming up because we saw this weekend during his pressers, you know, he put them right on the stage. He, Oh wait, wait, this is Pence's thing. You should ask him. Oh wait, you should ask the doctors, not me. I'm the president. I get advised by these people cause they're specialists. So we can't hold them responsible. If the specialists are saying it's whoa, pandemic, we got to go with the specialists. I'll see you in a bit. music right now with my little intro, but you're not getting it. So what I'm going to do is I kind of figured out how to jimmy this with my phone. I want us to listen to what the president had to say yesterday for those of you that missed it, because the media is no longer streaming the president's updates on coronavirus. And if they are, they delete them or they only have portions. So I want us to take a listen to this right now. Okay. Full day in the Rose Garden. Tremendous distance between chairs. Social distancing, you practice it very well. We appreciate it. That's great. I want to start today by highlighting several critical developments on both the testing and treatment that will help us win our war against the coronavirus. On Friday, the FDA authorized a new test developed by Abbott Labs that delivers lightning-fast results in as little as five minutes. That's a whole new ballgame. I want to thank Abbott Labs for the incredible work they've done. They've been working around the clock. 
Normally, this approval process from the FDA would take 10 months and even longer, but we did it in four weeks. Abbott has stated that they will begin delivering 50,000 tests each day starting this week. And as you know, even before this development, we've been doing more tests tests than uh, any other country anywhere in the world. It's one of the reasons that we have more cases than other countries, because we've been testing. It's also one of the reasons that we're just about the lowest in terms of mortality rate, because we've been doing more testing, so we have bigger numbers to look at. Uh, I want to also thank General Seminite of the Army Corps of Engineers and uh, General Polovicek, who's here with us, who's going to say a few words in a little while. Uh, what the Army Corps of Engineers did, along with FEMA in New York, was incredible. They built 2,900 beds worth of hospital, an incredible hospital in the Javits Center, which I know well. And I just want to say that was unreal. They did it in less than four days. Uh, people have never seen anything like that. And it's an incredible, complex uh, top-of-the-line hospital. They did it so quickly. Everyone's trying to figure out how they did it, including me, and I was a good builder. But they did it very quickly, Mike, so we're very, we're very happy. So I want to thank Army Corps of Engineers, FEMA, the incredible job they have done. Now they're moving to other locations throughout the country where they already have people building hospitals. We're doing them in Louisiana and New Jersey, many, many other places. But these are uh, incredible men and women, and they worked around the clock, and uh, the people of New York are very happy. Uh, Governor Cuomo expressed his thanks, which we appreciate. But these are, uh, I mean, there's nobody could have done a job like that. Most people have never seen anything like it. The deployment of rapid testing will vastly accelerate our ability to monitor, track, contain, and ultimately defeat the virus. We will defeat the virus. It will also allow us to test doctors, nurses, and other healthcare workers immediately and enable us to act quickly and aggressively to shut down the spread of the virus, so important in critical facilities like hospitals and nursing homes. And we will ensure that we can give cities and states the best information to guide local decision makers and making. Uh, I want to point out that the hydroxychloroquine is being administered to 1,100 patients, people in New York, along with the ZPAC, which is azithromycin. And uh, it's very early yet. It's only it started two days ago. But uh, we will see what happens. I want to thank Stephen Hahn, who's a great doctor, uh, left one of the best jobs in our country, running an incredible hospital in Texas. And he's the head of the FDA, and Stephen got approval for that so fast. Let's see how it works. It may, it may not, but uh, we may have some incredible results. We're going to know soon. So it's tested. It's being tested on 1,100 people in New York. The FDA is also allowing the emergency use of a blood-related therapy called convalescent plasma as an experimental treatment for seriously ill patients. This treatment involves taking blood plasma from patients who have already recovered from the virus. So they've recovered, they're strong, something was good in them that worked. And so we take the plasma from those people 
that have recovered so well, meaning their plasma is rich in antibodies against the virus and transfusing it into six six patients very, very, very powerfully. So sick patients will uh, be transfused with the the blood taken to boost their immune system. We'll see what happens. And we're having some early results that are good, but we will see. And that's going, I think, very rapidly. Again, uh, we got approvals in really very quick time. We're also looking at an approval for the sterilization of masks. I kept saying to myself, I'd see some of the masks are very complex. We're delivering millions, by the way, millions. But I kept saying, why aren't they able to use that mask a second, third, fourth time? And uh, Mike DeWine, the great governor of Ohio, called me. They have a company that is in the final process of getting approval for the sterilization of masks. And in some cases, depending on the mask, some of these masks are very, very strong, very powerful, very strong material. They're able to uh, sterilize the mask up to 20 times. So that's, I guess, like getting 20 masks. And uh, so we worked on that as soon as I heard from Mike today. I got involved, and the FDA is now involved, and we're trying to get a fast approval for the sterilization of masks. That would be a tremendous uh, difference. It would be really helpful. Well, much of the research has to be done. We have a lot of research left to do. Obviously, this treatment on plasma has shown promising results in other countries. We're in communication with other countries and very strong communications, and they're very reliant on us in just about all cases. Uh, We have the greatest people in the world. They're very, very anxious to find out how we're doing on our uh, different things, whether uh, it's a cure or whether it's uh, uh, really anything having to do with getting people better. Uh, We have uh, some interesting things will be announced, I think, over the next few weeks, but we'll see what happens. They're being tested right now. The vaccines are moving along very rapidly. Uh, The vaccines are uh, an answer, but I'd like to see if we could do something therapeutically so that we could take care of the people that are already sick. And we're working on that at a level that people would be amazed. Incredible people. They don't stop. This method also has been used for more than a century, and that's the blood-related therapy. More than a century to fight off infectious diseases, so it's not unusual. Our level of uh, complexity has changed, but it's a concept that's been used for a long time, including during the Spanish flu epidemic. And that was really a pandemic of uh, proportions like... Frankly, nobody's seen until what we're facing now. That was in 1918. You know what the result of that was? Probably from 75 to 100 million people were killed. And uh, also other viruses like the one in this outbreak. This is a very tough one. This is a tough one because it spread so quickly, like nothing we've seen. It spread so easily, so quickly. We're unleashing every tool in our nation's vast arsenal, economic, metal, metal, if you look, uh, medical and scientific, military, homeland security is uh, working very, very hard with all of them in order to vanquish the virus. As you know, every level of government, state, local and federal is working nonstop to obtain more personal protective equipment 
for frontline workers. We're uh, delivering vast orders of this material. I'm going to ask a couple of the people here to join me that uh, both make it and deliver it. Joining us today are the leaders of America's largest distributors of pharmaceuticals and medical equipment, including McKesson, Cardinal Health, Henry Schein, Owens & Minor, Medline, FedEx, and UPS. Uh, we just concluded a very productive meeting about ways to keep our supply chains and delivery systems moving at top speed. And maybe I'd like to just ask for a couple of minutes for Mike Kaufman to come up and maybe Ed Paseca. Mike is with Cardinal and Ed is Owen and Minor. Uh, but I and I appreciate and if anybody else has anything, please come up. But if you could come up, Mike, for a second and Ed for a second, just you could maybe say what you told me before when we had the meeting. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to stop it right there and I'm going to take you back in time to 100 years ago. A hundred years ago was when we had the huge pandemic and we call it the roaring twenties, but what happened were really big events in 1920. So it was in an address in 1919 that at the time president Wilson called something, the 14 points. It's like his 10 commandments, right? And he went to Paris to discuss this and the league of nations was established. So that's number one. On top of that, while President Wilson was gone, you know, his counterpart, uh, his wife was actually like the president, kind of like Hillary and Bill. Bill was the president, but Hillary was pushing Hillary care. But, you know, if she was president today, this would have been her, her slash him. Right. So here's where uh, we actually had the first quasi president that was a woman. The first terrorist attack ever uh, in history, in American history, was on September 16th, 1920, where, you know, explosives detonated in Wall Street. Edgar Hoover began coming into power as well. Women gained the right to vote. Maybe we'll have illegal aliens this time. And the Constitution was amended twice in one year. So the 18th Amendment was to prohibit alcohol in the United States, right? We had that go on there. Uh, th this, is, this is what happened exactly 100 years. It's like we're watching the same movie in 2020. And then the lost generation began its transformation of American literature, where we had people like Paul Krogman uh, beefing up. Then we had the KKK terrorizing the nation. Now we have Antifa. And a guy named Ponzi came up with a sales scheme. Maybe this will be called the Democrat scheme, right? This is the biggest hoax we've seen ever happen in our history, okay? And the mass media was born. Maybe we'll see its death in 2020, right? No more mass media. So those things all happened in 1920, exactly 100 years ago. One thing I've told you about these corrupt cabals, these, uh, you know, loyalists that I know so well because I've made it no secret. My grandfather's last name is Bihari's, which means traitor. 
because he betrayed the crown because he did not kneel to the crown. See, the crown in Greece was actually kicked out right around World War II. Uh, and the reason it was be- is because they they bent the knee to the crown of England. And at that point, members of my family decided to betray the crown and were such so anointed. That is history. That is fact. So I know them very, very well on how they operate and, and move. And these people are creatures of comfort. They use a template over and over and over again throughout history, hoping that maybe they can tweak it just good enough to make it fix and work and just perfect. So they found that dividing people is the best way to do it. That was the 10-point recipe they had in 1920. What did we have after that? The Depression. What did we have after that? Social Security, which then bought, you know, got older people dependent on the state as opposed working as a family unit. Then after that, what do we, well, obviously, we had our World War Ones, right? Then we had our World War Two. And what do we have during that time? This progressive movement and move from the industrial age to what we see today, where we're sucking on the teat of the nation, born with debt and forever debt slaves. That's history. That's fact. But you know, facts are now fiction and fiction is now fact. This is where we're at right now. Everyone has a price. You have a price no matter what it is. And I'm not saying about you selling out to your values because we all have a certain standard of values, but you're worth something. You're traded on the stock exchange. You actually have a cost. You are their currency, people currency. You are the currency. We're in an age right now where we cannot take anything they tell us seriously. We can't even accept it as anything remotely correct. We can't even say that it's <laughs> that it makes any sense because doesn't. Everything they are telling us is false. Everything they are throwing at us is speculation and maybe and this. I I think it's important that we listen to the questions that our president answered over the weekend because he made it clear that he's letting them own it. And that is what we need. We need people to own it. Now, I wanted to tell you about this plasma therapy that concerns me. So plasma therapy, just like the president said, has been around for a very long time. So that's basically you giving not your blood, but your plasma, which is like this clearish liquid that has all these nutrients and whatever. This is the type of thing that you see on the West Coast, right? And this is why it's important where they have blood boys and blood girls. Do you guys know what that is? So that's basically where some guys hooked up to some younger person and they get blood transfusion to invigorate themselves. Now you'll say, well, that's not the same thing as plasma is just direct, right? The juice, the sauce, the good stuff, the extra platelets that they get from direct transfusions from the younger ones is to invigorate themselves to be able to get stem cells, pluripotent cells to help them look younger, repair better, function better. That's, you know, how this works. So plasma is all the good stuff, your immunities. The fear is, is that they're very, there's a handful of people that have these immunities. 
you know, what stops anyone from just tapping into it? I mean, I've, I'm sick. I actually am sick. My health is bad. And yet, even though I've picked up the phone to the donation banks and I'm like, yeah, but I'm sick. I have this. I, they're like, it's okay. We just need your plasma and your blood because it's rare. They don't care. So could you imagine that really odd movie where it's like, you know, so many people are the golden geese that have that special combination that can help? Pretty scary, isn't it? It's very scary. I'd hate to be that person who at some point they might be like, well, by presidential decree or by order of whatever, we're taking you in and all you do is here's some crackers and some orange juice. We'll feed you well. Here's your Netflix but we just need to keep taking your blood, okay? You know, someone might say, well, that's great. It's saving lives. Actually, it's <laughs> it's for other stuff, but okay. We can use that excuse for now. The world is waking up, and I'm glad to see it. People are starting to see what I've been seeing for a month now. The numbers don't make sense. The movement doesn't make sense. The mutations don't make sense. They don't. And that should terrify every single one of us that they're giving us false information, that they're not giving us correct information, that it's purposely false, purposely false. That is something that should concern every single one of us without fail. Why aren't they giving us the numbers? Why are they beefing up the numbers, making it look more because they get money? Now they're waiting for it to spike, which means, boy, did someone go there and deploy something? That's what we have to think about. All right, let's listen to the president answer some questions here. Let me get to the point where he's back on. There we go. Here we go. Oh, no, that's not him. Give me a second. Here we go. Uh, many of the states are stocked up. Uh, some of them don't admit it, but they have. Uh, we have sent uh, just so much, uh, so many things to them and uh, including ventilators you know there's a question as to hoarding of ventilators some hospitals and independent hospitals and some hospital chains as we call them uh, they are holding ventilators they don't want to let them up we need them for certain areas where there's big problems uh, can't hold them if they think there might be a problem weeks down the road so uh, we've delivered a lot and this group has been really fantastic we want to thank you and uh, UPS and FedEx uh, in particular, you've gone absolutely out of your way, so, so we appreciate everything you've done and delivered. The federal government continues to mobilize every resource to make sure our frontline doctors and nurses have the equipment needed to save American lives. Yesterday, I visited Naval Station Norfolk as the USNS Comfort departed for New York three weeks ahead of schedule, fully loaded with 12 operating rooms, 1,000 hospital beds, and hundreds of the best doctors, nurses, and medical professionals anywhere in the United States Navy, anywhere, frankly, in the United States. It was an incredible thing to see. You, most of you saw that on television as it was leaving. It left literally three weeks early. It was under uh, maintenance, and uh, they got the maintenance done very quickly. They worked round the clock, as many of the people have, and it was a great sight. Additionally, two of the country's largest uh, health insurers, Humana and Cigna, are announcing that they will waive copays, which is a big deal for anybody that understands insurance. They don't waive copays too easily, but we've asked them to do it and they've done it. 
coinsurance and deductibles for the coronavirus treatments to help ease the financial burden on American families during this pandemic. So they're waiving co-pays, co-insurance, and uh, deductibles. Nobody's, I don't think anyone's heard of that one. Have you heard of that one before? I haven't heard. I want to thank them, great companies. Today I spoke with Wolfgang Puck. Wolfgang Puck is a uh, great restaurateur, as you know, as is Jean George and Thomas Keller and Daniel Ballou and other leaders in the restaurant business, which has been probably one of the hardest hit industries. I have directed my staff to use any and all authority available to give restaurants, bars, clubs, incentives to stay open. You're going to lose all these restaurants and they're not going to make it back. They have to get going. So what I'm doing is I'm going to tell uh, Secretary Mnuchin and also our great Secretary of Labor, who you know very well, to immediately start looking into the restoring of the deductibility of meals and entertainment costs for corporations. That set the restaurant business back a lot when it was done originally and then done not so long ago. And we're going to go to deductibility so that companies can send people to restaurants. I think it'll have a tremendous impact and maybe keep them open. I mean, don't forget, some are closing right now. Uh, Despite the fact that they could be open in the not-too-distant future, we expect that. But there are some that aren't going to be able to get open, and we want to make sure they do. So we're going to look at the restoration, restoring the deductibility of meals and entertainment costs for corporations so that corporations can send people to restaurants and take a deduction on it like they did in the old days. That was when restaurants were doing really well. The financial relief bill I signed on Friday provided historic relief for American workers and small businesses and includes $350 billion in job restoration and retention. So if you look at uh, job retention loans for small businesses, that's a big deal with loan forgiveness available for businesses that continue paying the workers. So it's $350 billion. Job retention loans for small businesses with loan forgiveness available for businesses that continue paying workers. I mean, how about that? Well, I'm not very impressed. I'm going to tell you that. I'm not very impressed with this um, supposed bailout. But the bailout obviously was for other purposes. So before we listen to other Q&As, I want to run through this thread by someone who I follow um, who is incredible. Her name is Sarah Bentley. Uh, Handle is Deplora Bell with two L's, D-E-P-L-O-R-A-B-L-L-E. Obviously, I had to refollow her because, (laughs) you know, Twitter locked me out and all. So I'm going to read you this thread that's going to blow your mind. This is what we need to see. She says, snap, just like that. Everyone in the liberal states miraculously went from one strategic coronavirus case per county to exponential thousands and everyone in a coffin where they died from the virus. Does anyone remember the early numbers? It was one case per county. Then they told us the other day the tests were faulty and didn't work. So how did they know for sure they were sick or what they died of? Who's analyzing the coroner's report? (laughs) We've been saying that, right? And then it's like, why isn't anyone asking these other questions? Here's a question that no one's asked. I believe there's a virus, but the left set up shop way too fast that none of these results and mandates make sense. Uh, and even black death standards questioning everything. 
So her question was, wow, they were really quick on creating websites, on deploying this stuff. Like, what's going on? So she finds a website that um, is pretty insane, which is, uh, <laughs> she says, how does a high school kid from Washington State, right, right where it was deployed, afford the bandwidth of a worldwide Coronas update site? Why is Mojave LLC, the registrant organization, hiding behind GoDaddy that's hiding behind Cloudflare? Who ha- oh, yeah, Clinton, right? Fingerprints all over. How were you up and running on February 2nd? Why are your totals so wrong? So in this retweet that I recently did, this came up, and it's a student that did it. Hi there. I'm working on one of the coronavirus sites. If you found it helpful or useful, please consider throwing a coffee my way to support my work. It also helps me if you prefer Bitcoin right here. NCOV2019.live, a website for keeping track. Now, she then goes, somehow this kid's interest in Bill Gates doesn't surprise me. This is a high school student named Avi Schiffman. He created the website. He's from Greater Seattle. He's a high school junior with years of experience in web development, cross-platform mobile development, UX design, and Adobe and similar tools. So how did this guy and other independent coronavirus calculation website Get up and running so fast. I mean, guys, it costs me a pretty penny and I work and I'm an adult to put this up. So this guy has like this huge website that's pulling from everywhere up and running February 2nd before it was even a thing, right? Telling you about this. So she says, coronavirus calculation websites up and running so fast. Are we being conditioned to look at numbers every day? Why are the symptoms all different and changing? Why is everyone who goes on a cruise getting a virus? These are all questions people should be asking. This is what the media should be doing. We shouldn't, you know, the average person that is working doesn't have to be doing, right, this. You should be able to have access to that news because this is what a news organization is. This is why they have that title. Right. Remember in the 80s when CNN came out, whoa, we're going to have like this great news network. Who would have known that this would have been, you know, just the brainchild from 1920 of the mainstream media? Who would have known where it was going to be in 2020, where they are the big, they should have their own Oscar category, you guys, their own Oscar category, because what they're telling us is pretty much fiction. Not only that, uh, it's, it's actually quite incredible to see how we have a lot of, um, um, I want to say movies and shows that have been predicting this coronavirus. I put it on the Tory says page on Facebook. I'm going to try to get that video clip, but the guy's using a lot of profanity, so I don't want to play it over, uh, over air, but it was from 2018 and knock me now on my Korean and Chinese shows, huh? It was a Korean show, um, where they were explaining how someone had manipulated this designer SARS virus because all the colds are coronaviruses, like I've said, and this one increased the mortality rate, you know, where MERS and SARS and, you know, H1N1 and all were at a mortality of a, you know, a few percentage points up until like 15% in some cases, uh, you know, they've upped it supposedly to 90%. And these people were trying to figure out who deployed this bioweapon. And this is 
Tuki because they call it coronavirus and how everyone's having this pandemic right now, you know, with all these dry runs. And I think, and, you know, this is just my theory, and we'll never know, I guess unless we actually get to sit down in a skiff with a cup of coffee with the president and talk and be like, yo, did this really happen? Um, the only thing I can tell you is, is that here's how I tell you it's, it went down. And you could take this with a grain of salt. They lost the impeachment. The plan was always there to deploy this virus, period, because ID 2020 was coming and no one was complying. All the nation states of, you know, European Union were pushing back. Africans didn't really have a choice, except for the fact that Turkey was starting to influence the jihadi nations. They were kind of pushing back on this e-certificate and, you know, mass, you know, biometric surveillance. So the plan was always there to be deployed. And so they thought, we, 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 could, we could use this to our advantage. This guy has a great economy. There's no way he's going to lose. People are eating. People are working. People are happy. People are getting what they want. The only thing he hasn't targeted is health care. But we can't really talk because we took away all their rights, constitutional rights with Obamacare, that they don't even know what we've done yet. So let's tank the economy. And they were all applauding it, right? Move it along, move it along. Let's applaud. Let's tank the economy. And this is exactly why it was deployed. Now, at that point, they saw that he was like, well, you know, let's just calm down. We're going to see how it goes. But, you know, since we don't really know what's going on in China, let's shut the borders down. They call them racist. How dare you shut it down? So they tried to propel this whole racist idea of all these Chinese people and Asian Orientals getting beat up because coronavirus in China, the Chinese flu, the Kung flu that was coming, right? They all did this. Oh, how racist he is. We've got them on record saying all this. And then he was like, all right, something's going on because now everyone's chiming in. Damn it. Are they doing another hoax? Because you have to sit and think, you guys, just how many nations were involved in the coup that they failed to follow through. Well, to win. <laughs> they threw everything. Mueller, this, arrested Assange. They got him into jail. His brain is going jello. I mean, your brain is jello right now with all the information you're hearing. So think about it, right? How many nations were involved in just that one target? Is it too far-fetched to say, because it's the simplest answer, that the mainstream media across the planet has joined forces? To stop this? I mean, Soros said, right? Clinton said, right? All of them said, right? Fauci said, right? Or are we making that up too? Because we got them documented. So at this point, the president has to ride that wave and says, all right, you pandemic, pandemic. Was, all right, all right. Business as usual, though. Nope, not good enough. We're all going to die. You're going to kill us. We don't have enough ventilators while they're stashing them away in warehouses. We had Fredo's brother, who has no business being governor. We don't have it. But, but there they were in his warehouses. We don't, you don't need it right now, and we have time to make them. Stop moaning like a little baby. And if you need them, we can pump them out. We're a great nation. We have developed, we've put supposedly, well, we have, but not when they said, people on the moon or Mars or even further. We can't make ventilators? Are you kidding? This is ridiculous. 
Like who believes that? That oh, we're running out. We're not. Gonna, we're gonna have. There's companies right now that aren't making any money for X Y Z. Huh? Hey, wait. I'll just switch gears. I'll start doing this. I'll start doing that. Let's get it going. We're very, very, very scrappy. Americans are scrappy because remember, we come as rebels from the communist and crown agenda. We're super scrappy. So what's going on now? So the president's like, all right, you want a pandemic? You guys, let's shut it all down. We're going to give the people some money. Well, let's take our time giving them the money so they could see how much of a delay you're going to take. Don't worry. My people will be fine. When this is over, I'll take care of the credit agencies. I'll take care of my people. Wasn't their fault. And I'm also going to show what a hoax this is. I'm going to show the world, but I'm going to let it happen itself. And this is why across the planet right now, people are questioning their sanity, questioning, am I hearing something? This is exactly what they wanted. When you don't know if you're coming or going, because you don't, you're like, all right, so is it dangerous or is it not dangerous? Am I going to get sick or am I not going to get sick? Can I drive and go get milk or should I wait a week until Walmart can find me a delivery slot? Um... I need toilet paper. Should I risk walking to the grocery store? Uh, what if I talk with someone? What if I go and pick up some food? Will I die? These are all questions that you have. But on the other hand, they're telling you about this mass hysteria at hospitals, but there isn't any. So you have to wonder, why are they reporting that there's all this stuff going on when nothing's going on? Like the Jarvis Center was set up within four days. Bam. It looks more like Zen spaces than it does like... You know, oh, you're sick with coronavirus, stay here between the tent. And it could be for non-coronavirus patients. I don't know, whatever. You want to say it like that? Okay, whatever. We got an auxiliary ship on its way in between New York and New Jersey. You know what those carry? Okay. We got military deployed. We got our reservists activated. Got National Guards that should be deactivated now that we got special reserves up. And we've got... California, Illinois, and New York on the hot spot. You know, the ones that made the most noise. The one that said that all these people died. You know, I wouldn't even put it past it for them to just skew things and make this go on. Oh, look, let's inject this kid with some coronavirus. And then they die because they were going to die anyway from whatever. Maybe the infant or something. Because you can see that. You can actually, if you're good at what you do, right? You can see how long the virus has been in somebody's body. But, you know, that's a really lengthy test. Unless you use the laboratories at T-Gen in Arizona, those are pretty swift. They could tell you the age. They can move things real quick. So I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. And, you know, I'm pretty weak right now, so not really far on the throwing part. So this is it, guys. This is the tipping point. This is where the people say, all right, stop. Your hospitals are empty. You're telling me I'm going to die. You know, suddenly I'm at home. I can't work. Like, what am I supposed to do for a living? Just sit here? I'm a teacher too, so do I get paid? How about I get the money that my school was supposed to get, that $8,000 a year? Send it to me so I could teach my kid. This is what, you know, is, is insane. Oh, Humana and them. Oh, we're going to waive like co-pays and deductibles. Yeah, what about the, the, you know, the insurance premium? Are you going to waive that? Because people ain't working. How are they going to pay the insurance premium? 
So we have to be patient, right? The only thing I can tell every single one of you is just listen to the president. And this is why the media doesn't want to be streaming his live, you know, um, informative sessions where he parades the doctors and say, you answer the question. I'm just the president. I'll talk about the stuff that I can do. You talk about your stuff because he needs them to own it. Here's some Q and a that we should listen to. Take a listen. Nothing. Did nothing. We just wrote it out. And I've been asking that question to Tony and Deborah and, They've been uh, talking to me about it for a long time. Other people have been asking that question. And I think we got our most accurate study today, or certainly most comprehensive. Think of the number, 2.2, potentially 2.2 million people if we did nothing. If we didn't do the distancing, if we didn't do all of the things that we're doing. And when you hear those numbers, you start to realize that with the kind of work we went through last week with the... trillion dollars uh, it no longer sounds like a lot right so you're talking about when I heard the number today first time I've heard that number because I've been asking the same question that some people have been asking uh, I felt even better about what we did last week with the 2.2 trillion dollars because you're talking about a potential of up to 2.2 billion and some people said it could even be higher than that so you're talking about 2.2 million deaths, 2.2 million people from this. And so if we could hold that down, as we're saying to 100,000, it's a horrible number, maybe even less, but to 100,000. So we have between 100 and 200,000. We all together have done a very good job, but uh, 2.2 up to 2.2 million deaths and maybe even beyond that. I'm feeling very good about what we did last week. Uh, Yes, please. Go ahead, please. President, given that you're um, announcing that you're extending these guidelines, was floating Easter a mistake, do you think? And uh, does this, can you tell us why? It was just an aspiration. Uh, We actually will be hitting, potentially, this was with uh, our meeting before, uh, on Easter, we probably, well, that could be a peak, that could be a peak period. That could be the peak, sadly to say, that could be the peak number of deaths before it starts coming down. No, that was aspirational. We had a an aspiration of Easter. But when you hear these kind of numbers and you hear the potential travesty, we don't want to do anything where, you know, we don't want to have a spike up. We don't want to do it soon. And then all of a sudden you go down, you're coming down and then you start going up again because we discussed that could happen. And we don't want that to happen. We've gone through too much. So uh, that was an aspirational number. I didn't say Easter. I said it would be a great thing if we could do it by Easter. And we know much more now than we knew two or three weeks ago. Uh, Easter should be the peak number and it should start coming down and hopefully very substantially from that point. Thank you. Okay. Thank President. you. Please. Jen, Jen Pellegrino with OEN. Yes. Thank you, sir. Um, Mr. President, your approval ratings have been the highest they've ever been, as well as the ratings on your handling of the virus. Yet there are some networks that are saying they're debating whether or not to carry these briefings live. Do you think there's a link between the two? Well, I don't know. I know that, uh, uh, well, that's a nice question. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I don't want high approval ratings for this. I wish we could have our old life back. We had the greatest economy that we've ever had, and we didn't have death. We didn't have this. We didn't have this horrible uh, scourge, this plague, you call it whatever you want, 
the virus. But um, we're working very hard. That's all I know. You know, I see things. I see numbers. Uh, they don't matter to me. What matters to me is that we have a victory over this thing as soon as possible. When you hear that 2.2 million people could have died if we didn't go through all of this, and, and now uh, the number will be, you know, a much lower number. Hopefully it's going to be the numbers that we're talking about. Um, but uh, so I appreciate it very much. But, you know, what I want is I want our life back again. I want our country back. I want the world back. I want the world to get rid of this. This again, 151 countries. Uh, and we're going to do it. We're going to have a great victory. We're going to have a great victory. Go ahead, please. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, thanks. You mentioned it. I just want to make sure I was right. So Humana and Cigna are going to waive for all costs for anybody that's got the coronavirus. They're going to take care of everything? Well, that's what they said. I told you what they're going to take. Right. Uh, Copays in particular, that's a big deal. Uh, insurance companies don't do that, and I appreciate it. Humana and Cigna, they should be getting a lot of credit for that. Will there be other companies? Or, uh, I don't just know. Those two? Well, or? those two are getting a lot of credit right now for it, and they should because it's something that it's a lot of money they're waiving. And uh, so... We thank them. Uh, will there be other companies? I wouldn't be surprised. Are you it's calling great, on them to do it, great spirit. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'd love to have them do it. Let them waive those co-pays. There's a great spirit in this country right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know insurance companies better than anybody. They just don't do that. But now there's a spirit like I have not seen. I have never seen anything like it. I mean, even the media is much more fair. I wouldn't say all of it, but that's okay. They should be fair because they should want to, this to end. This is... This is about death. So I want to thank uh, Cigna and Humana. Thank you. Well, I want to tell you something about Cigna and Humana, too. They have the biggest Medicare contracts. So <laughs> they're thinking after this all goes down, we still want to have some ability to kind of like move it along, right? Uh, we still have to. Now, you guys know that I've sent a bunch of stuff to the Department of Justice, uh, usually without my name, too, or some, you know, I send it to a friend that sends it to a friend that sends it to envelope and envelope and envelope till it gets sent from someone so far removed to get to the DOJ. That's the best way, right? And I had sent uh, the SEC and the FBI and the DOJ documentation on certain senators, both Republican and Democrat, for transactions that were being done in and I sent this stuff two weeks ago. Now, here's where we're talking, December. And not just sell-offs before the market turned down. Buys. See, that's what you have to look at. And here's the thing. They're not stupid. They're not usually going to sell off or buy in their names. Guys, okay, I just want you guys to get a little graphic picture. I wish I could actually show you how I'm doing my show today. I'm sitting in a chair and I'm holding a microphone like I'm doing stand-up. Seriously, I am because this is a joke. We have people in our offices that made tons of money. Let me talk about Senator John Hoven from North Dakota, Republican, right? He's got his own company that trades stocks at one address and has like 12 shell companies within a shell company at one address. Vikings. Huh? Do you know how many purchases? A lot of these shell companies, not just, I'm not saying his, hypothetically speaking, but how many of these people have portfolios and third-party companies or whatnot that have made insane purchases, and you want to hear in what? Not pharmaceuticals, but 
insurance companies, ventilator production. Oh, boy. So it just broke that the DOJ has started a probe of stock transaction by lawmakers ahead of sharp market downturn due to coronavirus. Inquiry, still in the early stages in coordination with the SEC, has included FBI outreach to Senator Richard Burr. So he was questioned why, because of his big sell. The sell isn't a big deal. By the way, you've got a portfolio. You're seeing the market tank. Now, if it happened before it tanked with privy information, still not illegal because the Stop Act doesn't say it's illegal. Even though the Stop Act was created to make it illegal, in essence, it did not. We need to look at the buys. You need to see whose LLC that the husband or the wife or the son or the business has made some massive portfolio purchases. That's what we need to look at. Here's another thing that we should also take a listen to. I want you guys, okay, Jake Tapper remotely talking with Pelosi. I'm going to play this for you. It's pretty interesting because she says things that we need to discuss. Wow. Did time really go by? Man, I should do the radio show more often holding the microphone. That just flies. All right. Let's take a listen to what she said here with Jake Tapper. It's pretty interesting if it wants to play and it's not playing it. Okay. Close that. Come on. Joining us. I hope you are well and safe. Uh, I know your home district of San Francisco has been particularly hard hit. President Trump is considering relaxing federal guidelines for coronavirus for some of the less affected parts of the country. Do you think he should? Well, first of all, let me just say how sad it is that even since the president's signing of the bill, the number of deaths reported has doubled from 1,000 to 2,000 in our country. This is such a very, very sad time for us. So we should be taking every precaution. Uh, what the president, his uh, denial at the beginning uh, was deadly. His delaying of getting uh, equipment to where it's, it continues, his delaying getting equipment to where it's needed is deadly. And now I think the best thing would be to do is to prevent uh, more loss of life rather than it open things up so that, because we just don't know. We have to have testing, testing, testing. That's what we said from the start before we can evaluate uh, what the, the, the uh, nature of it is in some of these other regions as well. I don't know what the purpose of that is. I don't know what the scientists are saying to him. I don't know what the scientists said to him. When did this president know about this? And what did he know? What did he know and when did he know it? That's for an after action review. But as the president fiddles, people are dying. And we have to, we just have to take every precaution. Huh, we have to take every precaution because we don't know. When do we know? How do we know? Oh, you need to know. Because you know what? The sunset clause happened and they don't know what's going on. They're a little bit confused. Take a listen to Rachel Maddow, who says that the U.S. Navy isn't capable of sending, uh, you know, the ships to New York City as soon as possible. Take a listen to this fake news artist. That dude, Maddow, really needs to shut up at some point. And that they'll be anywhere on site helping out anywhere in the country for weeks yet. 
In terms of uh, the happy talk we've had on this front from the federal government, there is no sign that the Navy hospital ships that the president made such a big deal of, the comfort and the mercy, um, there's no sign that they'll be anywhere on site helping out anywhere in the country for weeks yet. The president said when he announced that those ships would be put into action against the COVID-19 epidemic, he said one of those ships would be operational in New York Harbor by next week. That's nonsense. It will not be there next week. So it's nonsense. What are you talking about? We don't have capabilities. The Navy sucks. The president's just talking rubbish. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You need to listen to MSNBC because we tell you the real news. We'll show you things like, I don't know, uh, hospitals in Italy and tell you that that's New York City. Or we'll parade who? Oh, Kathy Griffin. I want you guys to listen to the president on the telephone here. Take a listen to this. No, but I stopped all very, some very, very infected, very, very sick people. Thousands coming in from China long earlier than anybody thought, including the experts. Nobody thought we should do it except me. And I stopped everybody. We stopped it cold. It had never been done before in the history of our country. And Dr. Fauci said the other day, if those people came in, if, they, if I didn't do that, you would have had uh, deaths. Uh, like you right. have never seen before. But I stopped all very, some very, very infected, very, very sick people. He did. They called him racist, didn't they? They said, how dare you, Trump, do that? How dare you? You're so racist. You're racist against Asians. You're causing this rift between the people. You're so racist. We don't like you because you're racist. Remember how they said all that? Remember, this is the news. This is who you listen to. <laughs> it's interesting. It's very interesting how we see things pan out, how we see the fake news faking even harder. <laughs> how hard are they going to fake, though? How successful can they be on faking? That's a question you need to ask yourself. You can't fake like that without getting caught, especially when all eyes are on you. And that is what counts. How many eyes are watching? How many people are digging? How many people are looking? Okay, I want you guys to listen to this Q&A session right here. Take a listen. Mr. President, you mentioned that the peak could come in two weeks. Uh, can you ensure that everyone that needs a ventilator, every single patient that needs one will get, get one, will it get there in time? And my second question is, after invoking the Defense uh, Production Act yesterday with GM, you said that there were a couple of problem children um, that may require using your authority again. What are those companies and what aren't they meeting? Well, I don't have to tell you because those companies have come into line. They're doing a great job. They're working very hard, 24 hours round the clock. So I don't want to give their names now because they are, uh, they've been great. They've come into line. And by the way, General Motors is doing a fantastic job. I don't think we have to worry about General Motors now. They've really, they've really done a job. And what the Admiral said also, I think we can add this, Admiral. The reason we show more cases than anybody else in the world is we're doing more testing than anybody else in the world. So we have more cases because we're doing far more testing than anybody in the world. And remember, we started with a system that was broken. For many years, it was broken. And I'm not blaming the last administration. I'm saying other administrations. And our pipeline had very little in it, just like we had no ammunition. We had very little medical. We had very little in our pipeline. Now we have ammunition. 
more than hopefully we'll ever need. And we also have a pipeline that's packed. And now we have those 10,000 ventilators that we can use because you need some quickly. I mean, this, this goes quickly from place to place. I'd love to give them all out right now, but we need them quickly. I don't want to give them out and then we have to take them back and move them someplace else. So we're very much prepared, please. Mr. President, states like Florida have reportedly had 100% of their requests for supplies from the national strategic stockpile filled. But other states like Massachusetts have not. So how is that assessment being made and why has Florida gotten its request? Well, I Okay, let's stop. We all know why. Florida has a lot of uh, influx of people coming in from the shores. But anyway, without digressing, because I can't believe my time is up. I want you guys to remember who is dividing you. I want you guys to keep in mind that, unfortunately, confirmation bias exists. Okay? You have to remember that. Confirmation bias exists. So what you need to do is rely on yourself to discern what you consider fact and what you consider fiction. Use the time that you have in this forced quarantine, this lockdown, to hang out with your kids. I mean, I sat down and I'm making my daughter a mathematical genius. You know, paint your nails, take a nice bubble bath. Man, I've been enjoying those watching Outlander and Korean shows. Um... You know, clean your closet. Guys, I did that. I organized my closet. Oh, my gosh. You know, take time for yourself because you can't do anything right now. You're stuck. So just roll with it. You know, grab out a drink and roll with it. You're not going to be able to fix it. You're not going to be able to change it because it's not in your control. The one thing you do have in your control is the ability to make decisions. Nobody makes decisions for you. Don't look at the leaders with your blue check marks that are telling you, listen to me. I know better. Listen to your president. Listen to that inner voice and use the quantum computer between your ears. Okay. And be very wary of the internet because Alice is a very spiteful program. And that program <laughs> has a lot of spinoffs too. Lots of brothers and sisters and cousins and aunts and third time removed that you will be introduced to very soon. On that note, from all of us here at Red State, God bless. Have a great evening. Mm-hmm.